The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet.io backslash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hello and welcome in to the Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. I'm joined with my co-host, Nick Olzak, who he looks like he's on mute. So while I introduce him, he may need to... Oh, oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> there you go, there you go. How are we doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. Uh, another good week in fantasy, improving to 18-3. and three. Just trying to lock down my position uh, last couple weeks. Uh Outside of that, nothing really too much going on. The weather's finally starting to get nice in our neck of the woods. So uh, that's a plus, you know, that uh, snow going away, all that cold weather starting to get a nice warm-up. So uh, feeling good to be in Illinois right now. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, here on the East Coast, it's been a little bit nicer more recently, so I can uh, I can get down with that. I love how you always lead into the show with how you're just like kicking ass in our league, and I'm just like always playing playing catch up. So I always appreciate that. Thank you. Um, we are in the last two weeks of our regular season here. Uh, my opponents are both top three teams, and I'm number four. So yeah, awesome, great. Uh, so I could fall as probably as low as like fifth or sixth place. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, I'm locked in the playoffs, so that's nothing bad's going to happen. Oh, you there, got but, uh, clinched already. I do have the asterisk next to my name. That is right that on. is correct. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll take it. I'll take it. I only lead the league in moves and, you know, third in points. But, you know, whatever. whatever. I'm going to try hard. What are you going to do? Uh, today we are going to be talking about the NHL trade deadline. We had a lot of moves go down today, yesterday, this past week. So we're going to be touching on our, on, uh, on our relocations, right? Guys that are in some new spots. And if they are, you know, we better off, you know, for our fantasy teams here, uh, like we mentioned, we got a couple of weeks left of the regular season and then we're jumping into playoffs. So some of these guys will, you know, definitely be owned for sure. Some of the bigger names, but you know, we'll discuss if those are going to be league winners or not. And then some opportunity plays off the waiver wire, you know, based off of some, uh, players in some new spots. So let's jump right in. The first guy we have up here, excuse me, is Justin Braun of the New York Rangers. Uh, what do you think about him moving over to New York, Nick? Um, I really like him going over to New York. He's a really solid defensive defenseman and adds a lot of size to their blue line with guys like Patrick Nemeth, Keandre Miller, Jacob Truba, guys that can play a solid two-way defensive game, with then also mm-hmm. having guys like uh, Adam Fox surrounding them. So I really like this for them. Um, he's slotted on their third deep pair with uh, Nemeth right now, and he's on their second PK. So uh, I think he'll get a lot of ice time, and he will be a very 
pivotal piece, I think, for this Rangers team if they want to make a run. He's been playing a little uh, better recently. Across the last seven days, he's averaging about seven and a half fantasy points on the season. It's only about 4.16, so definitely at a higher rate recently. Um, let's see. He just had a goal on the on the eighth, but hasn't really had many numbers since then. Nothing that great. Mm-hmm. Two points, 0.9, 3.9. What do you think? Is he going to play above that average of about five points per game? Playing in um, I think I think he can play above that average, playing on a better team, uh, mm-hmm. more opportunity there. And, uh, yeah, I definitely see that because also the players around him are going to be better opposed to his last right. team. So, yeah, I like all the opportunity for the, him there, and I like uh, for him to be able to take his fantasy production up a notch. He's only 1% owned right now in fantasy. I think that he is going to be a playoff stash, going to get a lot of playing time, like we said, on the penalty kill. Um, playing on that third uh, pairing on defense, but I think that he can get some more time. You know, this was a guy that, you know, finished plus three, on the year playing for Philly. Now he moves over to the Rangers who have allowed the third fewest goals in the the NHL. So I think it's a very good situation to buy into. I would definitely want to be getting some shares of Justin Braun. If I'm looking for an add on defense, you know, when, um, you know, maybe everybody else is gone, you know, typically there's a lot of defensemen available, but I think this could be a good spot for him on the Rangers. So would definitely say he's a winner in this, uh, in this trade here. For sure. Uh, Next up, we have Kapo Kakinen of the min- previously of the Minnesota Wild, now with the San Jose Sharks. It's kind of a unilateral move here, Nick. Uh, except for the Sharks are just you know not as good as the Wild. Um, what do you think about this move? He's going to be sharing the net with James Reimer. Um, I really like it for him. Uh, over in Minnesota, was uh, sharing starts with Cam Talbot looked really good over there. But with a team like San Jose, they're kind of already checked out for the year. Bottom of the Pacific Division. I think this mm-hmm. could be a really good opportunity. For him to gain some value if they try to flip him to another team or if they want to keep him because I think they are going to give him a lot more starts because James Reimer has been carrying a heavy load this year. If you're a mm-hmm. James Reimer holder in fantasy, you know he's playing almost every game. And uh, I don't believe even Aiden Hill is back yet, so he will be the backup right behind him. But I wouldn't be surprised if they almost split the games or Kakinen gets more starts. Just the younger mm-hmm. kid, they want to see what he's all about. No, I really like this trade for San Jose. And then on the uh, Minnesota end, you get a guy like Jake Mi- Jacob Middleton, who can be a really solid top six guy, similar to uh, Justin Braun. He'll be really solid out there as Minnesota tries to make their run for the cup. And Minnesota overall, I think, had a good day. But uh, we will get more into some of their moves later in the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not so sure I'm a buyer of Capo uh, in San Jose. Uh, lesser team. He hasn't been playing that well recently. I mean, if you look at his last couple of starts, I believe he's allowed about 11 goals in his last three uh, starts. And I don't know about if he shared the net with Cam uh, Talbot, that is. Uh, uh, Talbot was taking a lot of the starts. So I don't know. I'm not a really big buyer of Capo here. If I'm looking at him versus some of these other goalies that are available on the waiver wire, some of the guys that we talked about last week, those streaming options, I feel like some of those guys are, um, you know, I'm holding them higher, you know, as far mm-hmm. as, you know, my priority to pick up off the waiver wire. So I would I would be holding off from him uh, for Middleton. Yeah, would definitely be a good ad, you know, playing on the wild, better team, right? More opportunity for scoring. So I think that's a decent, uh, decent buy. Speaking of the wild again, we've got Marc-Andre Fleury arriving there. Uh, this seems like a home run for his owners. Uh, I would, you know, classify him now as like a league winner, Nick. I mean, obviously he's mm-hmm. owned at a high rate. This isn't someone that you can go out and buy or trade for. But um, I mean, what do you think about him in uh, Minnesota Green? Um, I like it for both sides. Um, you look on the Chicago side, they get another pick when they really basically paid nothing for flurry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
the pick that's a conditional second round pick and that will become a first round pick if either Minnesota makes it to the conference finals or Flurry gets four wins in the playoffs, I believe is the condition behind it and it becomes a first rounder. And nice. so I think it's almost, a, yeah, it's kind of a sneaky play by uh, Kyle Davidson, but based on how the playoffs play out, I think that could be really, really helpful for a team like Chicago that I am a fan of. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel like the big thing for them as of late is just Kyle Davidson, their new GM, cleaning up after Stan Bowman's mistakes. Sure. Sure. No, I mean like, adding uh, Flurry in, in the in the to begin with was a mistake, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. tons of cap, one year contract. Like, you know, what are we doing there? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, um, wasn't I necessary whatsoever. It. I talked. I was talking about it yesterday with someone, and uh, I was thinking about all the guys that have started for the Blackhawks and all the guys that have been really successful. And a lot of those guys are guys that can are younger guys that work their way up the organization. Guys like uh, Antti Niemi, who at his time in 2010 was mm-hmm. working his way up. He was still a younger guy. Guys like Corey Crawford, who came up from Rockford. And so I think that's the way they have to do it. But uh, bringing in an old goalie to try and make one last run, I don't think was the right move by Stan Bowman. I think mm-hmm. they needed to recognize the rebuild. And I think Kyle Davidson's doing a good job of that. And uh, I think at this point now for them, you got to try and develop Kevin Lankin. And he's going to most likely be getting the majority of the starts. We don't know who the backup's going to be. It could be a guy like Arvid Soderblom, who we saw a little bit in the year. could be Colin mm-hmm. Delia. We don't know who that backup role is going to go to. But we do know that Kevin Lankinen is going to get a fair share of starts. And uh, for on the Minnesota side, I really like this move for them. Um, I think it gives them some streaming options in terms of goalies, being able to go mm-hmm. back and forth, especially when you get deep into the playoffs, having someone to go to when Talbot's not uh, on his game, to say the least, because... Uh, Last year in the playoffs, when they played uh, Vegas right away, they had mm-hmm. times in that series where Talbot, he was on his game, but then there were times that he was off his game. So being able to have that one-two punch, I think, is very valuable. And Flurry is someone that is very accustomed to that because uh, he did something very similar in Pittsburgh with uh, Matt Murray. So All I right. think uh, it's really good for the Wild, but it'll be very interesting to see who wins over the net. Well, as far as Lankinen is concerned, he's only 20, 26% rostered, so definitely some opportunity to pick him up as well. Marc-Andre Fleury, on the other hand, you know, definitely going to be owned at a high rate, like I said before. Uh, so I definitely consider him like in that league-winning category if he can get a healthy mm-hmm. amount of starts here. I would assume that they would try to you know start get him going here pretty quickly. So I look forward to seeing what he can provide for you know winning teams uh, you know in fantasy. Kevin Lankinen, kind of more into that streaming goalie conversation. Not someone that I necessarily believe in is going to like you know carry me you know to a uh, playoff success but could be someone to fill in for me you know on a click you know one night type of situation right. mm-hmm. for sure all right next up we've got uh, max domi arriving in carolina heading to the hurricanes it's a nice little upgrade for him i'd say from the blue jackets uh i would definitely say he's a buy candidate what do you think nick yeah i think max domi is for sure a buy candidate he's coming on to this really really solid team and there's a lot of room mm-hmm. to be able to make the top six the top nine for him get a lot mm-hmm. of ice time over there, be a contender. And uh, I was getting worried towards, you know, uh, the 12, 1 o'clock Central time mark, what Carolina was going to end up doing because a lot of these other teams, you look at like Florida, that other team like Minnesota, all these teams, they are bolstering for sure, getting ready for the playoffs, and Carolina is kind of staying quiet. And I figured a move like Max Domi was going to be coming. I know they talked about them being in the Andrew Cop running, but uh, – no, I think that was a very solid move for them for sure. Um, he, I could see him for sure playing on that uh, 
first or second line, depending on how everything works out. But yeah, Carolina, it looks like looks like a really deep team, and uh, mm-hmm. Domi's just another solid piece to the puzzle. Yeah, adding a lot of depth there. I agree with you. I think you should take up one of those top spots on line one or two, maybe over Seth Jarvis or Martin Nikas on um, on lines one or two. There, I don't know if he really fits along well with Kotianami uh, and uh, Jordan Stahl. Yeah, I don't think he's a good fit there. Definitely think he's worth a look. He's only 8% rostered, plus two in the last day. He does have a day-to-day injury here, but his uh, recent outings have been pretty decent. He has three assists in his last three games, and I'll actually take it back to five games. He has uh, yeah four assists in his last five games. So get, been getting the puck on net as well, uh, three shots on net in three straight games. So I definitely think he's worth a look on this new roster with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, next up, a, a guy that we've mentioned quite a few times this season, I'd say. Uh, definitely a, you know, a prop guy, DFS type of player. Maybe not someone that's always on your fantasy ro- roster, but uh, Ricard Raquel moving over to the Penguins. Looks like he's going to be playing on line two with Malkin. I like it a lot. He's only 21% rostered, but that's plus 10 in the last day, Nick. He is also carrying a injury designation at this time. He has a upper body injury. Seems like he'll be ready to go soon. Uh, what do you think? Is he worth a buy? Oh, yeah, I think he's worth a buy for sure. Coming on this Pittsburgh Penguins team, playing on with Danson Heinen and Genny Malkin over there, I think mm-hmm. definitely there's a lot of value on the table there, playing on the second power play unit as well with Carter and Rodriguez. Definitely a lot of room for him to be able to succeed. And a team like Anaheim that he was on, he, that was more of a uh, re- retooling team, to say the least. But over here, mm-hmm. he moves over to a contender, and uh, I definitely see a lot of success for him. And it was actually funny today, too. I was talking with one of my friends that's a Pittsburgh fan, and mm-hmm. I was saying, like, you know, look, I he's all about the Penguins going all the way. He thinks it's going to sure. be the Penguins in the wild, and I was like, yeah, I don't know about that, buddy. And mm-hmm. I said, if the Penguins want to make a serious run, they're going to have to make a big move and make a big splash today. And I mm-hmm. think Raquel could be something like that if he plays in the right role and he gets the right opportunities. I think he could be someone that maybe t- gets them past the uh, – first or second round i don't see them going all the way though no way pittsburgh no way i mean they've got they've gotten healthy right they've mm-hmm. gotten uh, their stars back i don't know there's just a Latang. couple other teams that got the upper hand i think for yeah, sure we'll, we'll see i mean i think they're solid i mean I'm, I'm always making money on them that's for sure <laughs> whenever i'm taking their uh taking their money line so they've been a pretty reliable team for me this season i don't know i think first or second round might be a little to, uh, might be selling them a little cheap there nick <laughs> All right, next up, we've got uh, Nick Letty now with the St. Louis Blues moving over from Detroit. This one feels a little bit more questionable, but it looks like he's going to be playing alongside Colton Pareko on that top pairing. He's a minus 33 this season, Nick. He's only 2% rostered here. He's absolutely going to be available. Are you willing to take a risk with Nick Letty now with the Blues? Yeah, I like what the Blues did here with Nick Letty. Um, Again, playing on that top D pair with Colton Mm -hmm. Pareko. Adds a lot of depth that St. Louis needs, and a lot of these teams today just adding that depth, making that bit uh, room for those big runs. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of room for him to succeed, no doubt about it. Not on any power plays yet, but uh, no, I like Nick Letty all day, no question about it. And I think he'll be a good uh, piece for the Blues. Yeah, I, I got to see something first because right now it feels like a dart throw. And don't get me wrong, I'm not adverse to dart throws, but I do like to also limit my exposure to risk. Uh, right. I feel like there is some still available here. 
Uh, again, minus 33 on the season. I know he was playing for Detroit, but I feel like, you know, Nick Letty's he's an experienced defenseman. I know he mm. has more of that offensive touch to his game, but, you know, I don't want to throw him in the lineup and then, you know, go 0 for 2, 0 for 3. He went 0 for 4 against Ottawa. Not a, not a great team, even as the Detroit Red Wings losing that one 1 to 4, and he was a minus 4 that night. Um, the blocks have been there. The shots on goal, not not so much, but he has that offensive touch. He's he's great on the perimeter, getting moving the puck around on the power play. So, I mean, there's definitely upside here. Definitely with playing you know, playing with the Blues, but you know the the Blues have also you know they haven't been like the most defensive minded team the past uh, you know half of the season. So, I don't know. We'll see what we get there. He's he's more of a watch list guy for me. I'm I'm not necessarily declaring that he's like an easy pickup at this time. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we have we have Andrew Kopp uh, going over to the New York Rangers from the Jets. I really like this one as well, Nick. What do you think? Yeah, I love this one for the New York Rangers. Um, a guy who played, you know, top six minutes in Winnipeg and play in that top nine role with Phil- Philip Heedle and Dryden Hunt on that third line. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of opportunity for him there and that New York Rangers, just con- their team just continuing to get deeper, trying to make a run. Right. And uh, yeah, I think today the New York Rangers were probably one of the better teams for sure to mm-hmm. come out of this deadline. Guys like Braun and Cop really just getting that depth scoring, that depth defense that they need. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there's uh, no doubt about it that he will be a good fit there. Over on the second power play, he's playing with the uh, Heedle and Lafreniere pairing. So yeah, I really like that for them. No mm-hmm. question in my mind that he'll be really good. And I think he's someone that you should add in fantasy is because especially that New York Rangers team clicks at a high rate. So I'd imagine cop will do the same cops had a good season. He averages 6.31 fantasy points per game. And in the last week he's up to 9.85 this month. He's at seven, you know, about seven Oh eight. So been solid. I like it. I would like to actually see him. We'll just go right into Frank Vetrano here. They have Frank Vetrano listed on the second line. With Ryan Strom and Panarin, I, I think I'd like to see Cop there. I, I feel like I'd like to see maybe mm-hmm. Vitrano get flipped down to well, uh, Philip uh, Cheadle, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Dryden Hunt. That that third line, I feel like he would be a better fit there. I could be wrong, but uh, Cop, he's, he's got a nice uh, offensive touch to his game. Good two way player. Uh, I think he should be you know installed in this top six here. I know it's a really talented group, but I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Are they also you know Rangers acquire Vitrano from the Panthers? I know that mm-hmm. he is. Uh, He's got a big clapper, and you know they got him at the point right. on the power play, which I like. I like that upside. But just you know, speaking in terms of like your 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 top nine or your top six, how, how would you uh, prefer to line that up? Um, I think right now this is just something that uh, Gerard Galano over in New York wants to try having Vetrano on the second line, having Cop on the third line. I think the mm-hmm. big thing there is trying to find uh, that scoring touch touch for Vetrano because he was a guy who was on the fourth line on uh, that really stacked Florida Panthers team. And I think Mm -hmm. on another team, he could be in a higher role. And I think that's what he's trying to do right now. And Mm Coppy, we already know he's established himself as someone that can put the puck in the back of the net. So I think right now they're holding off on making that change until they give Mm -hmm. Vetrano a few games in that spot just to see if there's any uh, hidden potential there playing alongside Stroman Panarin. Because playing along guys like that, uh, there's for sure going to be some offensive upside for any player on that line. Yeah, Vitrano was actually doing pretty well before he uh, left Florida as well. He had a goal in his last game. Uh, a couple of games ago, he had two goals. So he was looking pretty good. Uh, the numbers were there. Uh, so I really like this opportunity for him going to the Rangers. 
you know, one winning club to another. I mean, it's not it's not a bad thing. But like you said, like there was no role for him on the Panthers playing in the bottom six. And we just constantly saw guys kind of, you know, moving up that lineup, right? Like Mason Marchment guy that we've been talking about. Sam Bennett's been playing really well recently. They just had a lot of players just, you know, flashing. And I felt like he was getting lost in the bunch. So I think it's a great opportunity for the Rangers and Frank Vetrano and our fantasy teams. I don't think Vetrano has owned at a high rate. Yeah, 7%. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely a good look uh, and potentially, you know, a stash, you know, someone that you you could be holding on not just for one night but several games or you know into your fantasy playoffs so definitely mm-hmm. a piece that i like to add you know when you're playing on that second line of the rangers you know this is a team that scores a lot of goals so love uh, that pairing along strom and uh, panarin all right next up we have uh, arturi uh, lekanen moving over from the montreal canadians to the colorado avalanche uh, I have to say this is an, a huge upgrade for lekanen uh the Av- avalanche they get some more scoring a little bit more depth for them on their playoff run uh, feels like another home run here. You know, just a huge upgrade from one roster to another. Yeah, I really like this for them for sure. Uh, Lekkonen, uh just recently in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, this year, Canadians going through that uh, rebuilding space for sure. But yeah, I mm-hmm. think this gives uh, Lekkonen a really good opportunity over in Colorado to really show what he's all about, make another run for the playoffs. And I could see him slotted in probably around that second or third line. I think they're going to give him some chances right away. but. Um, We'll see what happens with him. I think he will be a good fit for that team for sure. And I look forward to seeing what he's going to do. But overall, a slam dunk for the uh, Avalanche. Honestly, I threw him out there on line one. Nashushkin's been moved all over this lineup. He's been on the third, mm-hmm. second. Now he's on the first line. I, I mean, I could easily move him down with uh, Burakovsky and Kadri and throw uh, Lekkonen up top there. I move mm-hmm. Logan O'Connor down. What do you think? Yeah, I think you, there's a lot of uh, moves you can make with that lineup right now. Nachushkin, like Mm -hmm. you said, he's a guy that's been all over the lineup. Uh, You got a guy like Burakovsky that can move all over the lineup. Mm O'Connor, they can all move all over the place in that lineup. JT Comfer, he's on the third line right now. We've seen him get top six minutes. So it's just going to be about what uh, Jared Bednar over there decides to do with the lines and uh, just finding the right pieces uh, to the puzzle there. Because, yeah, all all these guys can show they've played each. They can play every line, any line, whatever. So it's just going to be the process of just finding the right combination. It's hard for them, especially with Gabriel Landeskog out. You're almost trying guys out on that first line with McKinnon and Rantanen. But I do mm-hmm. believe he will be back for the playoffs. But that right there is like your bona fide first line, no doubt about it. And then, yeah, the second line, you just kind of fill in those guys from there. I have to assume that Darren Helm is going to be the lineup casualty here, right? Yeah, I think so, for sure. Older guy, not a... Uh, not a big scoring touch for him. He had a goal in his last game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, down the stretch, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you. I know you mean. I know you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's definitely got to be the odd man out there. Uh, I'd like to see O'Connor move down with Comfer and Sturm, and right. then move out Darren Helm and move Newhook down to the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe have uh, Ab Kubel center that line. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a great ad for the Co- mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche. Uh, like and owners buyers, whatever, get on him. He's def- he should definitely be available. Let me pull up his rate here really quick. He is available in four per- or I'm sorry, 96% of leagues, 4% huh. rostered. Mm-hmm. A lot of value here. Definitely go get him. He's, I believe he's going to get a top spot and then the top six. So I think he's definitely going to be worth a, a big ad. Right. All right. Ne- next up, we have uh, uh, Marcus Johansson moving back to DC, going back to the Capitals. The Kraken, they took him in the expansion draft and Capitals are like, give him back. So they got him back. Mm-hmm. 
Um, not a guy that's put up like, you know, anything beautiful this season, not a big mm-hmm. numbers guy, but he's going to be slotted on that second line alongside Nick Backstrom. Is that enough upside for you to take a look at him in fantasy? Um, I think it is for sure that Washington team clicks at a high rate. I know guys like Anthony Manthurgan and a lot of ads right now, Garnet Hathaway, we've seen him, uh, go on to our waiver wire before a couple times this year. But yeah. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what happens with him. Uh, another guy that the Kraken ship off for picks. Um, the Kraken, I think, are doing a really good job of uh, really getting that rebuild started, moving off some of these pieces, guys like Giordano and whatnot, uh, Johansson, and uh, just getting picks, stacking up on picks for the upcoming drafts mm-hmm. because the next couple of years are going to be stacked with draft picks. So I think they're mm-hmm. definitely playing it really smart here because they know they're not going to be like a Vegas team and come out and go to the Stanley Cup Finals. So they know their role. They know where they're at. So mm. I like this for both sides for sure. Uh, Seattle getting some draft picks back and uh, Washington bringing back another veteran player who can make a difference to their lineup. You going to add him in fantasy though? Um, I would take a look at him in fantasy, but I'd like to get a couple games with him on, on the Capitals second line, see how he does, mm. puts up a couple good games, and he's someone I would take a look at. I just don't like taking shots in the dart on players and uh, – just sometimes it goes good, sometimes it goes bad. I like to have some consistency with players on the waiver wire before I make any uh, transactions. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a, it's a wait-and-see situation for sure. Watch, list him, see what happens. He's only 1% rostered. He's a minus 22 this season when he was playing for Seattle, so it wasn't a great uh, time for him. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's going to enjoy the benefits of playing back in D.C., somewhere he's where, he, where he's familiar with, um, mm-hmm. where the team is just better, better culture, right? You know, been mm-hmm. around for a while versus you know a brand-new franchise, so definitely a good situation. Fantasy, you got to wait and see. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to continue this trade talk right after – quick break with a word from our sponsors be right back are you ready to win money and boost your odds win bet is now live in arizona colorado indiana michigan new jersey tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards right at your fingertips get in on all your favorite teams players sports from the nfl NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet, Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. 
Okay, and we're back. We're talking NHL trade deadline, winners and buyers and fantasy. Uh, next up here, Nick, we have Jeremy Lausen moving over from the Kraken as well. Uh, we just got done talking about Marcus Johansson moving out of there. He's going to the Nashville Predators. Are you buying or selling his production going forward? Um, right now, um, I am not doing either. I'm actually just going to wait and see with him. I would like to see some ice time out of him. I'd like to see some more production before mm-hmm. I uh, make a decision on him. He's slotted on that third D pair over in Nashville with uh, Matt Tennyson, and he's not mm-hmm. really getting any power play penalty to kill time. So if he starts getting a lot of minutes and he starts uh, doing really well, he's someone I'm going to take a look at. But uh, as of right now in fantasy, I'm not really going to make any plays on a guy like him yet. Um, mm-hmm. For the Preds, just adding another defenseman, adding more depth, getting ready for another run. Nothing really too special about Lazon here. Just another depth piece to make a solid run for them. I mean, he's been actually pretty good in his last uh, three starts. Or four of his last five have been pretty good. I mean, and they were with Seattle. Mm-hmm. His last appearance, 5.8 fantasy points. Missed a handful of games. But the game before that, 7.5, 7.9. The start before that did have a minus three in fantasy, which isn't great. I don't know how mm-hmm. that happens um, in a 8-0 win, but that sucks. Huh. Um And then 5.8, uh, the game before that. So, I mean, and 3.8, the game before that. So, realistically, like, you know, five of his last six six starts have been pretty good. Um, So, I think he's actually worth a look. This is a dart throw that I would make because, obviously, Nashville is a huge upgrade from Seattle. Better goaltending, better offense. And offense, uh, in my opinion, plays great two-way hockey and better just defensemen around him. So, I I think it's a much better situation. And he's a dart throw, like I said, that I'd be willing to take. So, I, I would... I would be willing to to make the click, you know, make the addition. Mm. But you also right. know how my fantasy teams roll with defense. It's a revolving door. I'll take anybody. You play defense, yeah. you're starting tonight. Let's go. Oh, you've got a couple of points in the past couple of games. Even better. Get out there. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I was going to say you run your two for the for the most part, and I uh, I do I, I do. <laughs> was it Petrangelo and Yossi? Yeah, and so uh, and I'm holding but, Alec Martinez. Yeah, well. Uh, Oh, Roman Yossi over there makes up for the work about two or three regular defensemen with how well he's playing. That's true, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the other guy that I had last year? It was, I believe, it was Alec Martinez, and who is who's his partner? Shea Theodore. The, yeah, yeah. Shea Theodore. Theodore yeah, Shea Theodore was the man last season. Not so much mm-hmm. this season, but last year, mm-hmm. Shea Theodore was killing mm-hmm. for me. Big reason why I beat you in the finals, that's for sure. <laughs> but I right, had him and Alec right. Martinez, and they were like line mates like all year, and those were the only two that I held all season long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this season has been Roman Yossi and Alex Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I got stuck doing something similar because I was running 3D, and then I would just have a guy that I would slot in and out each day. But then right. all of a sudden, Drew Doughty hits the IR, and now it's like, shoot, I only have two. Oh, yeah. Things. If if I had Roman Yossi hit the IR, I would be effed. effed. <laughs> it would not be a good situation. It would be, you know, not optimal, we'll say. And yeah, no, Dowdy was like, he was hurt, and then he was doing really good. He was getting a lot mm. of blocks. He had like 31 points in 39 games. Hits the IR, I can't keep him. And then at the same time, Robin Leonard hits the IR. Therese Bergeron Ooh. just hit the IR today. out. Oh, so, uh, all those I trades think- you made. My fancy team's been having to make some adjustments, but uh, we're still pulling through. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, next trade up. Getting a little off track here. We got Dallas Stars acquiring another bully, Scott Wedgwood. He's on the move. His third team in one season. 
Can he do it? He can't do it again. Trade deadline was today. But uh, Dallas Stars, they get another goalie, obviously um, dealing with injuries with Holtby and was it Anton Kudobin? Yeah, Kudobin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now they got Wedgwood and Ottinger. I, I've been talking up Wedgwood for the past couple of weeks, so I definitely think he is still worth owning slash streaming, whatever the situation is. He was still splitting starts in Arizona with, uh, was it Vizmelka? Yeah, Karelva Malka. Get some Milka. Um, <laughs> so this is a pretty similar situation, but it's a better team, a team that plays really good defense. I'm all about it. Give me all of Scott Wedgwood, please. What do you think? Oh, I'm all about it. I think Scott Wedgwood w- was just carrying that Arizona team for whatever they can be carried. Um, mm-hmm. He was seeing, you know, 35, 45 shots a game. And uh, he was very, very productive in fantasy. Even when he would lose, he would still manage to uh, put up the same amount of production as guys on good teams that would be winning. And right. so I really like that. Uh, I really like that for Wedgwood over there. He's not going to have as much responsibility with Jake Ottinger taking over the net, but who knows? He could get a few solid starts. And I think he's going to do pretty well just because he's not seeing the volume of shots anymore. On a team like Dallas, I think he'll probably see between 25 and maybe 32 shots a game opposed to 35, 37, 45 shots a game. And, yeah, I think this is a very good move for Dallas. Arizona, again, they're rebuilding. Um, seems like they're set on Karel Vamelka being the guy over there, which really mm. there is no guy. They're Arizona. They're rebuilding. Anybody could oh. be the guy at this point. But, Biz, uh, that's not true. I know you're listening, Biz. It's not true. Nick, Nick doesn't mean that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, good move for both sides, and uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what Wedgwood does. Coyotes have allowed the second most shots on net this season. The Dallas Stars are top ten for fewest, so it's just, it's just mm-hmm. that simple. Like I don't see Wedgwood taking this, this the same the same shot volume, excuse me, uh, mm-hmm. that he was taking in Arizona, but he's going to get wins, right? Like mm-hmm. he he didn't have a win in his last three starts, but every one of those games he was super productive. Uh, 18 mm-hmm. fantasy points filled in a game where uh, the, he did let in four, but he still had 7.8 uh, game before that. Uh, they did have a three two win. Apparently they didn't give him the win though. Maybe he was pulled or for injured or something. I don't know, but he's not listed with the win there. Uh, three goals against 32 saves, 10 fantasy points. Like, yeah, he's an absolute stud. I, I would fire him up in all formats. He's only 6% rostered. Definite buy candidate for me. Uh, Tampa Bay lightning, Nick, they they made some buys here. Uh, let's go over Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel. We'll start with uh, Nick Paul. Um, Going to be slotted on the third line across from Hagel. Uh, do you think he has any upside coming from Ottawa? Yeah, I think there's some upside there. Um, I think he's one of those guys, kind of like Arturi Lekin, and uh, move, just having a complete culture change. Ottawa, mm. they're a team that's uh, rebuilding, and now he's coming over to a team like Tampa that still wants to make another run, and they're still serious about making a run adding some depth pieces like nick paul and brandon hagel who we'll get to in a minute but i really like this move for them just adding more pieces to this big puzzle here trying to make a three p and uh yeah really solid move for them you're gonna buy nick paul in fantasy though um not yet um again another guy i like to see what his production does i know he's playing on the line with hagel i know hagel in his first game i think he only got a shot on goal his ice time mm-hmm. wasn't all that. So I'd want to see what that third line does production-wise, if, if that line will shoot their shoot pass bias, if they're shooting the mm-hmm. puck a lot or moving it more, their plus-minus right. shots, blocks, the kind of role they play, whether they're a scoring third line or more of a checking third line, just playing mm-hmm. really defensive. So I'd like to see 
how that line plays because it's a newer line. And so, yeah, I would definitely want to see some action before I buy in. I'd honestly like to see Hagel and Paul somehow get formatted into the top two lines, to be honest. I yeah. I don't believe that Palat's having the best season. I feel like, if anything, he and... I, I mean, what do you think about Ross Colton, Alex Kalorn, Nick, um, Andres Palat, third line? Throw and take your pick of Hagel or Paul with those those top four players in uh, Stomkos, Kucherov, uh, Brandon Point, and Sorelli. Um... I I would say Ross Colton, um, Nick Paul, and yeah, I would probably say Kalorn. Um, I think if you put Brandon Hagel on that first line over there, I think he's going to do very, very well. Pick up some of that similar production that he had in Chicago. Over mm-hmm. there, he was a second-line guy playing with uh, Kirby Doc, Jonathan Taze. Had a chance to see them play in person. Looked really well. Hagel, on one hand, he is a hard worker. One of the hardest Engine. workers I've I watched when I played, and he's always forechecking, always going mm-hmm. for the puck, opposed to some of the guys who just kind of wait and see. He's someone that's going right in the play, trying to make things happen, always the F1 guy. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he'll be really good in, on a team like Tampa. And, yeah, you definitely put him in that top six somehow. Um, I think he will for sure light it up up there for sure like he did in Chicago. But, yeah, that's that's that was my word for him was an engine or just a guy that's constantly playing playoff hockey. Uh, that four-checking first man in, like you mentioned, like I just think that that's really valuable along the side of Stomkos and Kucherov. And mm-hmm. I think Hagel does have a bit of a scoring touch still. Like He, he can still uh, work hard, get to the front of the net, um, have a net mm-hmm. front presence. I know like that's Kalorin's upside is he's big. He's got that mm-hmm. big, wide frame, right? So you get you mm-hmm. park him in front of the net with those guys. I, I see that, but I feel like what with Hagel's youth and that forechecking and that huge engine of his, like he would be mm-hmm. super valuable up top, not getting that same playing time and, and just kind of playing with some – I'm not saying these guys are underwhelming, but I feel like I'm looking at like the same three players and Ross Colton, Nick Paul, and Brandon Hagel. Like Colton is a good forechecker, not a prolific scorer, right? I feel the same way about Nick Paul. Like he's a good two-way player. He just needs to be, you know, kind of like with Nick Letty. He's getting babysat. Colton Pareko is going to mm-hmm. babysit him. Let Brandon Point and Anthony Sorelli babysit Nick Paul. And let, mm-hmm. you know, Palat and Kalorn maybe produce or be a little bit more responsible with their scoring on the third line, you know? And Kalorn's not, mm-hmm. he's not getting any younger, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. Mm-hmm. I like that engine, Brandon Hagel. Get him up on that top line, TB. Mm-hmm. All right, moving along here. Uh, Claude Drew coming to the Panthers. This has to be just like a huge home run, right? Just like an easy one. Um, I'm not sure of his availability, but I don't think it's like necessarily, you know, above 50%. Let me take a look here. Oh, he's actually at 77. So it's been climbing. I owned him for a while and he was not amazing, you know, playing mm-hmm. for, for Philly. And I know that I, I dropped him a while ago. Dad picked him up. He doesn't pick up anyone. really <laughs> Must be really mad that I dropped that dude, or he just mm-hmm. knows who Claude Giroux is. That probably is a big reason Possibly. why. Uh, mm-hmm. So seventy-seven percent rostered. But do you think that he is going to be a guy that's you know going to carry you through uh, you know to playoff success? You know, we were talking about uh, Frank Vitrano earlier and how stacked that lineup is. You know, is Claude Giroux going to be a big difference maker there? Do you think? Yeah, I think he'll be a big difference maker for sure. Played um, in Philly since two thousand and six, uh, and. I know that's crazy. You were like 17 in 2006. And though, uh, yeah, state I champs. Think, <laughs> no, I think there's a lot of upside there for Drew for sure, playing with Barkov and Perhagi. But it's going to be interesting too, seeing him go over to the wing opposed to playing center. But he's listed on daily faceoff as a left wing, but he's centering their power play with Barkov on the wing. So I'm curious to see what they end up doing there. 
one of the things I wanted to point out about this trade is I was going through YouTube and going through some of these trade analyses, and it was uh, Steve Dangle, I believe, was talking about this on YouTube. And he said that the first round pick that Florida gave up is for 2023, and that pick is actually not top 10 protected. And so let's say Florida has a situation like Montreal where they come in Mm -hmm. and they're in the Stanley Cup finals and whatever, and they're doing really good. And then the next year they tank and win the lottery. That pick is not protected for guys like Connor Bedard or Ivan Miroshchenko. So I think there's a a, kind of a loophole there that almost gets overlooked in this deal. But yeah, because of that really good deal for both sides. And uh, who knows what could happen with – Florida here, if they uh, fall off a cliff or whatever, um, then yeah, that looks really, really good for Philly having a chance at a guy like Bedard. Well, it's not great for my shares of Mason Marchman, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Get off that top line now. Uh, definitely going to be a lot of upside playing on, on this top line. This team scores a ton of goals, so I think it's a good fit. Um, but, you know, you still got to go down and play in Florida. It ain't Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going right. to be a, a change. It's going to be different. But mm-hmm. as far as our fantasy teams go, I would feel just fine owning them. Uh, at right. least now I would. I wasn't before. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. All right, we got uh, Hampus Lindholm going over to the Bruins. What do you think, Nick? Worth it? Worth uh, I think he is this on is the a really wire at this time. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I think this is a very good move for them. Um, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. They really needed to stack up on that defense, really led by Charlie McAvoy. Um, and yeah, I think this uh, will be very helpful for them, especially trying to make that run in the playoffs. Looking at a guy like Lindholm, spent his whole career over with. Uh, the Ducks, and now he's going to come in, probably be playing on that first or second D pair. I like him getting some power play, penalty kill time, really giving that Bruins defense some more definition as they try to make a run. But uh, yeah, I really like it for them, and I look forward to see what he does over there. You going to buy him in fantasy? 15% rostered. Uh, yeah, I would buy him in fantasy. I think uh, he's going to get a lot of minutes for sure, and uh, mm-hmm. I think he can be very productive with those minutes going into that team. He is out at the t- at this moment. Uh, maybe it's just because of the transition from the teams. I don't believe it's an injury. But yeah, once yeah, he's in the lineup, so. he's someone that I'm confident in and taking a stab at. Uh, five goals, 17 assists this season. Uh, even zero playing in Anaheim. It's pretty good. I don't hate it. Uh, 119 shots on net. I, I think he's a, a, a solid fit for the Bruins for sure. I mean, they definitely needed mm-hmm. that depth. They needed somebody. Um, and just playing on a better team, uh, it's going to be a good situation. It's just you know, simply playing the upgraded uh, from the roster around him. I, I will right. definitely buy some Hampus Lindholm. All day. Man, this guy, Nick. This next guy. I took a stab of all stabs. I mean, I didn't get anything great out of it, but it was it was pretty mm-hmm. decent in my opinion because I was liter- I wrote an article about like, oh, the trade deadline so far. Mm-hmm. Kale Yarncorks, excuse me, moving over from Seattle over to the Calgary Flames, hadn't done anything this season. And I was telling people, I'm like, listen, you know, it's you could add him he's on a much better team he's playing with much better players but don't expect much you know what i'm saying like this isn't a huge mm-hmm. declaration to add this dude but you know what i did nick i was like hmm. give me some kale young cork I'll, I'll take that dude let me get him on my uh-huh. team mm-hmm. they won five to two against vancouver i mean i immediately dropped him believe me it's it's, it's, it's a one-day deal right <laughs> he got an assist in that game baby mm-hmm. he got an assist mm-hmm. <laughs> i love uh yarn cork on the flames he's going to be playing alongside um um, Magnum Pani and Tyler Toffoli, who they also acquired not that long ago, but not quite trade deadline talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Toffoli's been looking good. Uh, Magnum Pani's been you know scoring all year, so I think he's a great fit. He's going to be centering that third line. This team is awesome. They score a lot of goals. They're winning games. They're super profitable. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how else, how else I can sell uh, Kale Yonkork, but buyer beware. 
he's still not amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like this for them. Uh, I think he will have a lot of definition on this deep Calgary team playing with uh, actually Coleman and Mangiapani. So I think there's a lot of upside for him there. And this Calgary playing to Foley up. Yeah, to Foley's on line one with uh, Lindholm and Goudreau. Oh, they must have just changed that. When I wrote the article, Bailey Faceoff had him at uh, line three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, take that real quick. No, just looking at this team right now, they look solid. So much solid. depth to the lineup. And uh, I was actually surprised. I heard uh, some rumblings about Sean Monahan getting moved because I know he's got a pretty big cap hit around 5 or $6 million, and mm-hmm. he's playing the fourth line right now. And I was right. very surprised they didn't move him to a team like Boston. Who could use a little bit more definition up the middle? I think he would be a very good second-line center over there. But Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But uh, their bottom six, especially their fourth line, looks gritty now. Monaghan centering Lucic and Carpenter. That's going to be a hard line to play against. Mm -hmm. I would not want Especially in the playoffs. Yeah, that that gives them that uh, toughness that they need to go into the playoffs. And I think this Calgary team, very underrated compared to... uh, other teams that are making a push like the Rangers and the Panthers. Mm. I think this Calgary team can sneak in there and do some damage and uh, sneak in. I like, no, there ain't, there ain't nothing no, sneaky I mean, about them. I mean, like they can sneak past some teams and do some damage. They're going to make the playoffs okay. for sure, but I think they'll be able to sneak through some series and make some damage because they're going to play some uh, hard teams. That's for sure. Uh, I know in the Pacific division, we're probably only mm. going to see uh, three teams make it based on everything mm-hmm. plays out because that central is very tight. So they could mm-hmm. have to play one of those tougher teams from the central. And yeah, I see them giving whoever they play a very, very hard time. And yeah, I really like what they've done with their lineup. And uh, I really uh, like what Brad Tree Living and Daryl Sutter have done, especially. And uh, it's funny because Daryl Sutter made me laugh because he was doing an interview and he said, and I quote, if we have to play Colorado in the first round, that's going to be a waste of eight days. <laughs> yeah, I'll say as much. I think the only team that I'd be worried about in that division is Colorado, to be honest with you. St. Louis, Minnesota, Nashville, Dallas, none of these teams scare me up against Calgary, and no one else scares me versus Calgary in their own division. Mm-hmm. Do you see yeah. Calgary going all the way to uh, the conference finals, possibly? I want to see Calgary and Colorado in the conference finals. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking mm-hmm. That'd be an amazing series, and I would bet that series to go seven games. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. probably just going to go to Colorado if they have home ice advantage. That's one of those series where it's just like every little bit of home ice is going to matter. is going to add up. Right. Um, and honestly, I feel like playing in Calgary is going to be a little bit different because you're, you're, you have like that, you know, migration from ca- Canada to the U S are they going to, how are they going to do that for the playoffs? Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but, um, yeah, they I don't still think... don't have fans in, in, uh, Canada, right? No, I believe they do. I don't think they're a full capacity though. But yeah, um, so it's it's going to be a little bit of a different environment for sure. But Calgary's roster matches up really well with Colorado. I think that would make a mm-hmm. fantastic conference finals. Not for the NHL's marketing, you know. Mm-hmm. I think you know they want there to be a miracle and Edmonton become Edmonton becomes amazing. But I don't mm-hmm. don't bet on that happening. Yeah, have it. It would be ideal for the marketing if you have an Edmonton Toronto final. <laughs> But that would Toronto. never happen. Yeah, yeah. Toronto. <laughs> Toronto, may they rest in peace. Uh, you're not getting out of the first round again this year, guys. Sorry. <laughs> not today. Not today is right. 
All right, uh, let's see. We have uh, Ben Chereau now moving over to the Panthers. Seems like another pretty easy buy here, uh, going over from a really bad team in the Canadians who have allowed a ton of shots, a ton of goals this season. You're going over to the Panthers who allow some of the fewest and have one of the best offenses. Seems like a very easy ad here. Yeah, very easy ad for sure. Uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted to point out was uh, as soon as they made this move, uh, Aaron Ekblad moved to uh, LTIR for the moment. But they are saying he should be back for the playoffs. If I, yeah, I'm almost positive he will be back for the playoffs. So it was mm-hmm. a really smart move by Bill Zito to do that right after he acquired Sherratt. Because if teams saw that a guy like Ekblad was going on to IR, then the price for Sherratt would have been uh, higher, that's for sure. But I like this move. He's going to play a very solid role with Weger on mm-hmm. the first deep pair. And uh, he, yeah, he is getting penalty kill time with Weger. So yeah. Very good move for them, uh, no doubt about it. And I would say he's someone that you should add in fantasy. I plugged him in yeah. the lineup a few times this year, and uh, he never let me down when I did bring him in. So, yeah, fire up some Ben Sherrod all day. A lot of offense involved with his game. Uh, he has assists in four straight starts and two goals in his last three games. Mm. Uh, obviously, that was with Montreal, but you know, just knowing that he was firing on all cylinders before this trade definitely gives you some good feelings about picking him up, uh, despite the fact that he is out right now as he transitions to his new team. But this is someone that I would spend a, a pickup on for sure. Um, mm. He's not going to last for long. I think his first start is going to be in Montreal, at yeah. Montreal. I actually... <laughs> I was watching some of the trade coverage today, and they were talking about that. How they It was funny. So they have uh, two sheets at the Canadians' practice facility, and so the team was practicing on one rink, and Shira mm. was skating on the, the other ice by himself. Yeah. You guys mind and if so, I play with y'all? <laughs> no, and it was funny. He was skating with uh, Martin St. Louis' kid, who's like 14 or whatever. And, uh, Jesus. Yeah, and, so, and he had a logo-less jersey, and... Mm. Uh, yeah, but once he clears immigration and everything and finally get down to Florida, by that time, Florida's already to. coming up. To, yeah, Florida's yeah. already coming up to Montreal. Yeah, they're gonna, and then after that, they have to go to Ottawa and Toronto, and then they're gonna go back home and play Montreal at home. Yeah, I know it's it's perfect for him. <laughs> I I guess I guess uh, I don't I don't know. Very interesting interesting situation. Um, but hey, you're on a much better team. I don't think he's gonna be complaining. Mm-hmm. All right, last guy up here we have is uh, Josh Manson of the Colorado Avalanche now, acquired from the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I don't know if this is really like a sexy pickup. Manson doesn't really do much to begin with. He's a very conservative, stay-at-home defenseman. He's not going to hurt you, but he's sure as heck not going to do much to help you. Um, Any any interest here, Nick? I'm kind of staying away. Yeah, I'm kind of staying away, too. The offensive production isn't there. He doesn't produce as much as that first deep pair uh, with uh, Taze and McCarr. Not a lot of their defense produces at a high rate like those two do, so I would stay away for sure. I do think he will be someone for sure that does get a lot of blocks. We'll have solid plus minus, but in terms of uh, the goals and assists column, I don't see him uh, making a big production step there. Yeah, I agree. Not Nothing uh, much here with Josh Manson. Yeah, Nice that he's on a new team. It's a much better situation, mm-hmm. but... Him himself, he's not going to do much to help our fantasy team. So for me, it's a new. It's a hard new. All right. Well, that is all the time that we have for this evening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Nick, do you have anything to share before we head out? Yeah, check me out on Twitter, uh, Face Off with OZ. We talk about fantasy hockey content, sports betting, everything hockey over at Face Off with OZ. Sounds good. Sounds good. You can follow me at T-I-T-T-H-J-B on Twitter. And be sure to also follow the Sports Gambling uh, Podcast Network at 
Gambling Podcast. Take care, be well, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.